0: وشهد الله لا
1: Citing the Tashahud, Ta'wuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahu Allah Ta'ala bin Nasr stated, With regards to the incidents relating to the Battle of Uhud, I presented examples of the sacrifices of the companions and their love for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Among these are incidents relating to the courage of Hazrat Ali radhiyallahu as well. As such, Regarding Hazrat Ali, it is mentioned in a narration that on the occasion of the Battle of Uhud, when Ibn Kamiya martyred Hazrat Musab bin Umar, he thought that he had martyred the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hence, he returned to the Quraysh and said that he had killed the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. When Hazrat Musab radiallahu ta'ala anhu) was martyred, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, handed the flag to Hazrat Ali. Following this, Hazrat Ali and the remaining Muslims continued fighting. Hazrat Ali killed the flag bearers of the disbelievers one after the other. Noticing a contingent of disbelievers, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed Hazrat Ali to launch an attack on them. Hazrat Ali killed Amr bin Abdullah Jumi and dispersed them. Following this, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed him to attack another contingent of disbelievers. Hazrat Ali killed Sheba bin Malik, and upon this, Hazrat Jibra'il stated, that O Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, he certainly deserves compassion. In other words, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Thereupon, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, that indeed, Ali is from me, and I am from him. In response, Hazrat Jibra'il stated that I am from both of you. <clears throat> With regards to this particular narration, the Shia greatly exaggerate this. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala relates that during the Battle of Uhud, when people became separated from the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, I started searching amongst those who had been martyred and could not find the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. At that moment I said that by God, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was neither one to run away and nor have I found him amongst the martyrs. However, Allah became displeased with us and raised his Prophet, peace be upon him. As such, the only good left for me now is to fight until I am killed. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala states, that I then broke the sheath of my sword and attacked the disbelievers. And when they were scattered here and there, I saw that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was in their midst. Sayyid bin Musayyab relates that during the Battle of Oad, Hazrat Ali ta'ala anhu sustained 16 wounds. Then, whilst expounding upon the subject that treasures of blessings are found after experiencing difficulties, Hazrat Muslim Aud has written the following that upon returning from the battle of Uhud, Hazrat Ali handed his sword to Hazrat Fatima and said that wash this sword for it has performed great feats today. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, heard these words of Hazrat Ali and stated that Ali, It was not only your sword that did so. In fact, there are many of your brothers too, whose swords did wonders. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, then named six or seven companions and stated that their swords were no less sharp than yours. There is also mention of Hazrat Abu Talha Ansari. Hazrat Anas relates that on the day of the Battle of Ahud, people suffered defeat and was separated from the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. But Hazrat Abu Talha was shielding the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with his shield in front of him. Abu Talha was a strong and experienced archer, who used to keep his arrow bows strong and well stretched. On that day he broke two or three arrow bows. In other words, he would pull so hard on the string and the, that the bows would break. And if anyone from among the companions passed by carrying a quiver full of arrows, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would say to them, that empty it in front of Abu Talha. That is to say that he is such a good archer, so give him your arrows as well. At that time, he was standing in front of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Anas continues to relate that when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, started looking at the enemy by raising his head, Abu Talha would say, That is, O Messenger of Allah, let my parents be sacrificed for your sake. Please do not raise your head and make it visible, lest an arrow of the enemy should hit you, and my chest be sacrificed before yours. This reference has been taken from a narration of Sahih al-Bukhari. Hazrat Anas bin Malik relates that Hazrat Abu Talha protected the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with a single shield. He further states, that he was an excellent archer and whenever he shot arrows, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, looked to see where they landed. There is also mention of the following couplets which Hazrat Abu Talha would recite during the Battle of Ahud. That is, my face is there to protect yours and may my life be sacrificed for yours. Regarding Hazrat Abu Talha Ansari, Hazrat Mizra Bashir ahmed Sahib ta'ala has written that in the course of this rain of arrows, Abu Talha Ansari broke three bows and stood firm like a rock and covered the body of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with his own shield. Then there is mention of Hazrat Talha bin Ubaidillah. The previous companion was an Ansari, whereas he was from among the Quraysh. It is said that on the day of the Battle of Ahud he was hit by arrows in his hands whilst protecting the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hazrat Talha participated alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him in the Battle of Ahud and he was among those companions who remained resolute beside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and took the pledge to sacrifice their lives. When Malik bin Zubair shot an arrow at the Holy Prophet, Peace and Blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Talha protected his face by placing his hand in the way. The arrow hit his little finger, rendering it incapacitated. And when the first arrow struck, Hazrat Talha made a C sound as a result of the pain that he experienced. The Holy Prophet, Peace and Blessings of Allah be upon him stated, That if he had said Bismillah, i.e. in the name of Allah, he would have entered paradise in a state that people would witness him. The details of this very incident are found in a narration of Seeratul Halabiya. Taas bin Abi Hazim states that on the day of the Battle of Ahab, I saw the state of Hazrat Talha bin Ubaidullah's hand, which was severely wounded whilst protecting the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. In one narration, it is stated that he was hit by a spear and so much blood flowed that he fell unconscious from the weakness. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala sprinkled water on him until he regained consciousness. And upon regaining consciousness, he immediately asked if the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him was well. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiyallahu ta'ala replied that he is well and he himself sent me to you. Upon this, Hazrat Talha stated, Alhamdulillah, Kullu musibatan ba'dahu jalal. That is, all praise belongs to Allah. After learning of the well-being of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, every hardship is insignificant. Aisha and Umm Ishaq, who were two daughters of Hazrat Talha, have both recounted that on the day of Ahud, our father sustained twenty-four wounds. His head incurred a deep wound and an artery in his foot was severed. His finger became paralysed and the remaining wounds were on his torso. He was barely conscious and the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him's two front teeth had been broken and his face was also wounded. And the Holy Prophet peace be upon him was also unconscious. Hazrat Talha carried the Holy Prophet peace be upon him on his back and pacing backwards, such that whenever any enemy attacked him, he fought him off until he reached a nearby valley and then leaned the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him up against something. Hazrat Musleh mentions the utterly selfless devotion of these companions and their willingness to sacrifice everything during the Battle of Ahud, in the following words. On the day of Ahud, when Khalid bin Walid suddenly attacked the Muslims and the Muslims became separated, some companions raced towards the Messenger of Allah, Peace and Blessings of Allah be upon him, and gathered around him, a group comprising 30 people at most. The disbelievers attacked the area where the Holy Prophet, Peace and Blessings of Allah be upon him, stood with great force. One by one, the Muslims in the ring fell under the blows of Meccan swordsmen and aside from the attack by the swordsmen, from the hilltop the archers and volleys of arrows towards the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. At that time, Hazrat Talha who was one of the Quraysh and the Muhajireen, i.e. a Meccan Muslim who had migrated to Medina saw that the enemy arrows were all directed to the face of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And so he stretched out his hand and held it up against the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him's face. Arrow after arrow struck Talha's hand. Yet, this utterly devoted companion refused to let his hand drop. The arrows continued to strike his hand in such multitudes that ultimately he was completely incapacitated. Talha lost his hand and for the rest of his life went about with a stump. Many years later, in the time of the fourth Khalifa of Islam, when internal discord had raised their head, Talha was tauntingly described by an enemy as the Handless Talha. Upon this, another companion replied, Handless, yes, but indeed a very blessed one. He then stated, Do you know where he lost his hand? It was at the Battle of Uhud, in which he raised his hand to shield the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him,'s face from the enemy's arrows. After the Battle of Uhud, someone asked Hazrat Talha, that didn't it hurt when the arrows pierced your hand, and didn't you cry out in pain? Hazrat Talha radiallahu replied that yes, it hurt, and yes, my throat wanted to let out a cry, but I did not let it out, lest by doing so my hand moved away. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him,'s face become exposed to the incoming arrows.
2: Hazrat,
1: Hazrat Saad bin Abi Baqas Nabi was also amongst the selfless companions who displayed amazing courage and loyalty on this occasion. Aisha bin Saad narrates from her father that when the enemy returned for a second attack, I maneuvered to one side, thinking that I'll either eliminate them and gain salvation or die trying and achieve martyrdom. He further states, Suddenly I spotted a red-faced individual who it appeared was about to be overcome by the idolaters when he grasped a bunch of stones and threw them at the disbelievers. Incidentally, Miqdad appeared between that person and I and as I intended to ask Miqdad who it was I had seen, Mikdad called out to me saying, That O Saad, that was the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and he was calling you. And so I stood up and suddenly felt as though I had not endured any pain at all. When I reached the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, he had me sit in front of him. And I would shoot arrows and pray that O Allah, this is your arrow, and may it destroy your enemy. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, would respond, that, O Allah, accept Saad's prayer. O Allah, make Saad's aim hit its target. O Saad, may my mother and father be sacrificed for you. Whilst narrating this incident, Hazrat Saad r.a. states, that at the time I felt as though an angel had descended near me and was fighting alongside me. Later, someone informed me that that person was in fact the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him himself. Thus, it seems that either there were various states of vision that people experienced, or perhaps it actually happened like this. In any case, he was physically near the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Saad recounts that with each arrow that I shot, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would pray, "O oh Allah, make his aim perfect and accept his prayer." When I exhausted the arrows from my quiver, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, placed his arrows before me, and handed me an arrow, without point or fletching, which ended up being even faster than the other arrows. Alama Zuhri writes that on that day, Hazrat Saad fired about a thousand arrows. Hazrat Mizza Bashir Ahmad has written regarding his Sa'ad bin Abi when when during the battle of Uhud, very few companions remained on guard around the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He writes, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would hand arrows to Sa'ad himself and Sa'ad would continue to shower the enemy with arrow upon arrow. At one instance, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, addressed Sa'ad saying, that may my mother and father be sacrificed upon you. Go on shooting arrows. Even to the very end of his life, Sa'ad would recall these words of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with great pride. In one narration it states that has a Sa'd bin Abi Vakal states, that during the battle of Ahud the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, took out arrows from his quiver and laid them out for me. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, That keep shooting arrows. May my mother and father be sacrificed for your sake. Hazrat Ali ta'ala anhu states that aside from Hazrat Saad bin Abi Vakas, I have never heard the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, give the prayer that his mother and father should be sacrificed for them to anyone else. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Hazrat Saad during the battle of Ahud that may my mother and father be sacrificed for you, keep shooting arrows. O young man of mighty strength, keep shooting arrows. However, there is another narration in Bukhari that aside from Hazrat Saad, the name of Hazrat Zubair bin Al awwam is also found in history, to whom the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, That may my mother and father be sacrificed for you. Similarly, there is also mention of the sacrifice of Hazrat Abu Dujana. It is mentioned in a narration that during the Battle of Ahud, Hazrat Abu Dujana acted as a shield to protect the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Thus, he stood in front of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, while facing him, and whatever arrow would come his way would strike the back of Hazrat Abu Dujjana. He was hunching while standing and would take all the arrows in his back to the extent that countless arrows pierced his back. Regarding the steadfastness of Hazrat Abu Dujjana, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmad Sahib ta'ala anhu writes that for a very long time Abu Dujanna shielded the body of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him with his own and would take every arrow and stone to his own body. This was to such an extent that his body became heavily pierced with arrows but he did not even sigh lest his body flinched and the Holy Prophet peace be upon him became even slightly exposed to a single arrow. Then there is mention of Hazrat Sahal bin Hunayf who was amongst the eminent companions and showed great steadfastness during the Battle of Ahud. On that day, he pledged allegiance to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to be ready to sacrifice his life. At that time, he stood like a shield right in front of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. When the Muslims became scattered due to the strong attack of the enemy, on that day, he shot arrows on behalf of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated that pass the arrows to Sahal because shooting arrows is an easy task for him. Then there is also mention of a female companion, Hazrat Ummi Amara, radiya ta'ala anha, who showed exemplary bravery in the battle of Uhud. She was a loyal and devoted companion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The full name was Um Ummi Amara Mazinia, and Hazrat Ummi Amara's actual name was (mussència) Musaiba. Hazrat Ummi Amara was the wife of Hazrat Zaid bin Asim, and Hazrat Umme Amara herself narrates that during the Battle of Uhud, I departed to see what the people were doing. She says that I had with me a small water skin filled with water, which I took along to give water to the injured, until the point that I reached the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. At this time, he was among the companions and the Muslims were in a dominant position. In other words, it was the early phase of the battle. Then, suddenly the companions became scattered. This is referring to the incident of the people who left the mountain pass unguarded, and so the idolaters attacked from behind. She then says that at this stage, the idolaters launched an attack upon the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, from all sides. When I saw this, I stood and began fighting as well. And I was stopping the enemies from coming near the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, by using a sword, and at the same time, I was shooting arrows from my quiver to the extent that I myself got injured. She sustained a very deep wound on her shoulder and when she was asked as to who injured her, she stated that ibn qamiah did. Hazrat umm Ammarah narrates that when the companions suddenly became scattered and separated from the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. ibn qamiah advanced, saying that point Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, out to me. Because if he survives today, then let it be known that I will not survive. Meaning, today either he will survive or I will survive. When he came closer, she says that Hazrat Musa bin Umair and I blocked his path. At that moment, he attacked me and he inflicted this injury during that attack. Meaning, the shoulder injury they were asking her about, he is the one who inflicted it. She then says that I tried to deal many blows, but that enemy of God was wearing two layers of armour. Some scholars have written that on the day of the Battle of Ahud, Hazrat Nuseba went to the battle alongside her husband Hazrat Zaid bin Asim and her two sons Hazrat Khubab and Hazrat Abdullah. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said to all of them that may Allah shower his mercy upon your entire household. Or according to another narration, it is reported that he said that may Allah the Almighty bless your household. In any case, when this prayer was made by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, Hazrat Ummi Ammara, or Nuseba, submitted to him and said, that please pray to Allah the Almighty, that we are together with you in Paradise. Whilst offering a prayer, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, responded, that, O Allah, grant them nearness and companionship to me in Paradise. Immediately Hazrat Ummi Amara said, that now I do not care what happens to me in this life. The gift of this prayer is sufficient for me. In respect to her, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, once said, that during the Battle of Ahad, whether I looked to the right or left, I saw her defending me and fighting against the enemy. During the Battle of Ahad, Hazrat umm Amara sustained 12 wounds, including those inflicted by spears and swords. Regarding Hazrat umm Amara, Hazrat Muzah Bashir Sahib ta'ala anhu writes, that there was also a Muslim lady by the name of umm Amara who fought her way through to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. At the time, Abdullah bin Kamiya was advancing to strike the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. This Muslim lady immediately moved forward and took the blow to herself. Then she took firm grip of her sword, made aim and retaliated with her own blow. However, he was a man clad in double armour and this was a weaker woman and for this reason her strike was unable to penetrate the target. Ibn al-Kamir boldly cut straight through the Muslim ranks, and just before the companions could stop him, he reached in close range of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. As soon as he reached there, he took a strike at the blessed countenance of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, with such force and so ruthlessly that the hearts of the companions trembled in fear. The courageous Talha dashed forward and took the blow to his bare hand, But the sword of Ibn Kamiya severed his hand and fell upon the flank of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. By the grace of God, no wound was sustained because the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was clad in double armour. And the force of the blow had also fallen weak due to the courageous act of Talha. But due to this shock, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, took a spin and fell to the ground. And Ibn Kamiya raised another slogan of joy, saying, that I have killed Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Upon striking the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, Ibn Kamiya fell back calling out a slogan of joy and in his own fancy thought that he had killed the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. However, as soon as the Holy Prophet peace be upon him hit the ground, Hazrat Ali and Talha immediately raised him up and when the Muslims were assured that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him was alive and safe, their faded countenances lit up in joy. Now, slowly and gradually the heat of battle began to subside, partly due to the reason that the disbelievers had become somewhat relaxed in the belief that Muhammad, peace be upon him, the Messenger of Allah had been martyred. Hence, they diverted their attention from battle and began to tend to their dead, while others began to mutilate the bodies of the Muslim martyrs. And on the other side, most of the Muslims had also scattered. During this war, there are accounts of a conversation with Abu Sufyan and also why the Quraysh retreated. On the day of the Battle of Ahad, when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, went up the mountain alongside his companions, he was pursued by the disbelievers. And according to a narration in Sahih al-Bukhari, Abu Sufyan called out three times and said, that is Muhammad, peace be upon him, amongst you? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stopped the companions from responding. Then he asked three times, that is the son of Abu Qahafa, ay Abu Bakr, amongst you? Following this, he asked three times, that is Ibn Khattab, ay Umar, amongst you? Abu Sufyan then returned to his people and said that they had all been killed. Hearing this, Hazrat Umar could not control himself and shouted O enemy of Allah, by God you have lied. Those whom you have named are all alive. There are many misfortunes that remain in your fate. This is also a narration of Bukhari. Abu Sufyan then replied that this battle is revenge for the Battle of Badr. He then stated that war is unpredictable. In other words Sometimes its fortune shifts to one side and sometimes to the other. And you will find amongst you the corpses of such people whose ears and noses have been severed, i.e. they have been mutilated. And I did not command for this to be carried out, but I also do not find it objectionable. Then he began to recite the phrase, O Allah O lo that is glory to Hubal, glory to Hubul." The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him then said, Will you not respond to him now? The companions asked, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what shall we respond with? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, that say, Allahu wa ajal, that is, Allah is the Most High and Exalted. Abu Sufyan then stated, that we possess Uzzah, while you do not possess Uzzah. Upon hearing this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, will you people not respond to this? Hazrat Bara bin Azib narrates, that the companions asked, O oh Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what shall we say? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated that say, Allah, walā wa That is, Allah is our guardian, whilst you have no guardian. Following this, Abu Sufyan loudly addressed the Muslims and stated, that next year we will face you at Badr once again. And the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, instructed one of his companions to reply, to say that indeed our meeting is promised. Hazrat Mizza Bashir Ahmad Sahib writes in the life and character of the Seal of Prophets that while the Muslims were busy tending to the wounded, on the opposing end, in the battlefield below, the Quraysh of Makkah were most ruthlessly mutilating the bodies of the Muslim martyrs. The savage custom of Musleh I.e. mutilating dead bodies, was carried out with all its barbarity and the bloodthirsty beasts of Makkah did whatever their hearts desired with the bodies of the Muslim martyrs. The women of the Quraysh severed the noses and ears of the Muslims and wore them as garlands. Hind, the wife of Abu Sufyan, cut out the liver of Hazrat Hamza ta'ala anhu and chewed it. Hence, in the words of Sir William Muir, many acts of barbarous mutilation were committed on the slain. The chieftains of Mecca searched long and hard for the body of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, in the field of battle, and their eyes eagerly craved to witness this sight. But that which was not to be found could not be found. In other words, it was impossible, as the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was not there. When Abu Sufyan had lost hope in this search, he took a few of his followers and proceeded to the mountain pass where the Muslims had gathered and standing next to it, he called out, O Muslims, is Muhammad among you? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade anyone from responding. And thus the companions remained silent. Then he inquired about Abu Bakr and Umar. But even at this, in accordance with the instruction of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, no one responded. Upon this, in a most arrogant tone, he called out in a loud voice, that all of these people have been slain, for if they had been alive, they would have responded. At this, Hazrat Umar was unable to restrain himself and uncontrollably said, that O enemy of Allah, you lie. We are all alive, and Allah shall disgrace you at our hands. Upon recognising the voice of Hazrat Umar, Abu Sufyan said, that tell the truth, Umar, is Muhammad, peace be upon him, alive? Indeed, indeed, said Hazrat Umar, By the grace of God, he lives and he is listening to your every word. In a relatively low voice, Abu Sufyan then said, Then Ibn Qamiya has lied, because I consider you to be more truthful than he. After this, Abu Sufyan exclaimed, O Hubl, that is, O Hubl, exalted by thy name. Upon the instruction of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The companions remained silent, because the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade them. But the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, who ordered silence for his own name, became restless upon hearing the name of an idol in contestation with the name of God the Exalted. Why do you not respond? said the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The Companion submitted that, O Messenger of Allah, how shall we respond? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said that, Proclaim, Allahu A'la ajal, that greatness and grandeur belongs to Allah the Exalted alone. Abu Sufyan responded that, uzza wa wala uzza lakum. That is, we have Uzza, but you have no Uzza. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed the companions to say that Allahu mawlana wala Mawlana lakum. That is, we have Allah, who is our helper, but you have no helper. After this, Abu Sufyan stated that battle is like a pale. At times it rises and at times it falls. Consider this day to be a recompense for Badr. You shall find such bodies in the field of battle that have been mutilated. Though I did not order this, but when I found out about it, I did not find this action of my men displeasing either. He then stated that next year we shall meet again at Badr in the same days. As per the instruction of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, a companion then responded that very well, we shall meet again. After saying this, Abu Sufyan descended with his followers and quickly thereafter, the army of the Quraysh took the road to Mecca. Hazrat Mizabashira Ahmad Sahib عنه, further writes, It is strange to note that on this occasion, although the Quraysh had attained victory against the Muslims, and with respect to their apparent means, if they had desired they could have further capitalized on this opportunity, not to mention the opportunity to attack Medina was open to them in any case. However, the power of God was such that despite this victory in their hearts, the Quraysh was struck with awe and considering the victory attained the field of Uhud as being lucky enough, they thought it was wise to make haste to Makkah. Nevertheless, despite all this, as an act of further precaution, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, immediately dispatched a party of 70 companions which also included Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Zubair, in pursuit of the army of the Quraysh. This is the narration as it is related in Bukhari, and the manner in which most historians describe the account is that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, sent Hazrat Ali, who, in light of various narrations, Saad bin Abi Bakas, in the footsteps of the Quraysh, and instructed him to bring news as to whether the army of the Quraysh intended to attack Medina. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, went on to tell him that if the Quraysh were mounted on their camels and were taking their horses along unmounted, then they should rest assured that they were returning to Makkah and did not intend to attack Medina. However, if they were mounted on horses, then they would know that their intention was not good. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, strictly instructed him that if the army of the Quraysh was heading towards Medina, then he should be informed at once, and in a state of great passion, he said, that at this time if the Quraysh attack Medina, then by God we shall fight them and give them a taste of their own. Thus, the men dispatched by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, went and quickly returned with the good news that the army of the Quraysh was proceeding towards Makkah. Whilst mentioning that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, fell unconscious as a result of his injuries and the incidents that ensued, Hazrat Muslim Maud radiallahu ta'ala states that a short while later the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, gained consciousness and the companions sent men in every direction of the battlefield to inform the Muslims that they should gather. The fleeing army began to regroup and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, took them to the foot of a mountain. When whatever remained of the army stood in the mountain pass, Abu Sufyan loudly proclaimed that we have killed Muhammad, peace be upon him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, did not respond to Abu Sufyan so as not to alert the enemy about what the reality was, and thus leading them to launch an attack, thereby exposing the wounded Muslims to another enemy attack. Upon not receiving any response from the Muslim army, Abu Sufyan became certain that his suspicion was correct and then proclaimed with a loud voice that we have also killed Abu Bakr. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, instructed Abu Bakr to not respond as well. Then Abu Sufyan proclaimed that we have also killed Umar. However, Umar, who was a very passionate man, wished to respond by saying that by the grace of God we are alive and ready to combat you. However, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, forbade him from doing so, saying that he should not put the Muslims in difficulty should remain silent. Now the disbelievers were convinced that they had killed the founder of Islam and his right and left arms. Upon this Abu Sufyan and his comrades loudly raised the slogan o Hubul. that is, great be the glory of our honourable idol Hubul for it has defeated Islam today. Hazrat, Hazrat Muslim Aod, Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, continues that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, who had advised to remain silent when his death was being proclaimed and the deaths of Abu Bakr and Umar were being announced, so that the enemy army would not turn back and attack the already injured Muslims, and thus the handful of remaining Muslims would be martyred. But now, when the honour of the One God came into question, and a slogan of associating partners with God was raised in the battlefield, his spirit became anxious, And with great passion, he turned to the companions and said, Why do you not respond? The companions submitted, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what should we say? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Say, Allahu A'la wa A'jal. That is, greatness and grandeur belongs to Allah alone. And you lie when you say Hubal is great. You are lying. Allah who is one and has no partner is honourable and is the greatest. In this manner, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, also informed them that he was still alive. This bold and brave response had such a profound impact upon the disbelieving army that despite their hopes being mixed to the dust as a result of this response and despite the fact that only a handful of wounded Muslims stood before them and by all material means it would have been easy for them to attack and kill them, they did not have the courage to launch another attack and they rejoiced over whatever degree of victory they had already achieved and returned to Makkah. Hazrat Musleh Maud has mentioned this incident at various instances from various different perspectives, which shall be further mentioned in the future, inshallah. As I have been continuously reminding, I continue to pray for the general state of the Palestinians. There is some news that perhaps efforts are being made to end the fighting in Gaza and perhaps the Israeli government may agree to this. However, the chances of a war breaking out at the border of Lebanon seems to be increasing, which would impact the Palestinians in the West Bank. There seems to be no trace of justice in the Western governments. Now, even their own Western commentators are openly declaring that the injustices have exceeded all bounds. The US president is fanning this war only to improve their own economy, as doing so increases their income through the arms trade. And now, Their own analysts say that the US is trying to extend this war and creating disorder in the world in order to better its own economy. They do not realise that they cannot avoid the wrath of God Almighty. In any case, through prayers and reaching out to their contacts, Ahmadis must play their part in order to prevent these atrocities. Recently, there was also news that the US and UK stopped funding a UN agency that renders aid, and they refused to do so because 11 or 12 members of Hamas were involved with them. And as a result of this, they are perpetrating the injustice to not help the Palestinians at all. However, in reality, this is nothing but a ploy to compel the Palestinians. However, what is astonishing is that if the Western world has stopped their aid, then why is there no news from any of the Muslim countries who have the wealth of oil announcing that they will help render aid instead? The UN agency has announced that if they do not receive any help then they will not be able to provide any aid beyond the month of February. In any case, may Allah the Almighty enable these Muslim countries to play their role. And may the disorder in the world come to an end. Now there is also risk of a war with Iran. Similarly, pray for the Ahmadis in Yemen. Recently, a sincere Ahmadi there died whilst imprisoned or being held captive due to not receiving proper medical attention. Details are difficult to come by in the current circumstances, but in any case pray for these people as well who are engulfed by difficulties. Upon receiving further details, inshallah, I will lead his funeral prayer. Also pray for the Ahmadi's in Pakistan. Ahmadis are always made targets for their political gain. Similarly, the Jamaat also faces threats from certain extremist groups. The members of the Jamaat face a twofold danger wherever they are in Pakistan one on account of being a citizen, and the other due to being an Ahmadi. Pray for the Ahmadis in Rabwa and all other cities. May Allah the Almighty keep them in His protection. And may he turn the evil of the evildoers back onto them. May Allah the Almighty protect Ahmadis in every country. And may the world recognize the reality that there is no path other than turning to Allah the Almighty. And that the only way for them to survive is to recognize Allah and to accept the one sent by him. May Allah the Almighty. (laughs)
0: Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, الحمد لله ونؤمن Shut